When many die from COVID, we lose interest. When one person dies, we take notice. But when a second dies, the blur begins. A well-known civil rights leader, John Lewis, died last Friday. But so did theologian J.I. Packer. The same thing happened decades before. The day JFK was shot and died, C.S. Lewis also died. The world didn't know him, but Dr. James Packer was a giant among Christians. The first half of his life in England, he showed promise and was sent to the same school attended centuries before by George Whitfield. He taught theology in England until moving to Canada, helping found an evangelical seminary called Regent College. He became most popular in America after writing a bestseller, Knowing God. My wife owes her spiritual fire to that book she read in her 20s. Her story, repeated many times by many others. Jim Packer is now safely home, dying at age 93. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're continuing in a series today called A Royal Priesthood. When you hear the word priest, you might think of robes, white collars, and a stricter way of living. That's our image, maybe, of a priest in today's world. And if we were to turn to the Old Testament, we'd find something very similar. Those Levitical priests wore special clothing. They were called to a strict standard. We're continuing this series, A Royal Priesthood, looking mainly at the book of First Peter to see how he envisioned Christians in our world today, as well as his day. He calls us priests as well. But Peter wasn't concerned about what we wear. There are no special clothes that only Christians should be wearing, at least that I can find in the Bible. We are not priests in that sense. We don't have to wear a clerical collar. But every Christian is called to a strict level of holiness. That doesn't change. The Lord calls us to live as lights in a very dark world. But before we look at 1 Peter 2, we're going to travel to Houston, Texas, the new epicenter for COVID-19 outbreaks. And we're going to meet up with a pastor who is ministering to those suffering both physically and spiritually during this outbreak. I deal a lot with the Hispanic sector, well, people that work in homes and mow lawns and, and, and do the restaurants and cleaning and stuff like that. And they've been impacted uh, in a big way because they're you know, they're really the ones cleaning after everybody else. That's Pastor Rick Vasquez. He'll be back in a moment to give us an update about the pandemic in Houston. And thinking about the COVID-19 summer we're all facing, I'd like to encourage you to think about the children in your life. Your kids, nieces, nephews, grandkids, next door neighbors. With pools and malls and movie theaters closed this summer, there is not a lot for kids to do. So many are getting screen time that is full of humanistic teaching. And that's why we're encouraging you to pray about giving the kids in your life a TV series called The Slugs and Bugs Show. It's a great day for The Slugs and Bugs Show. It's gonna be hot fives and hugs. Ho, ho, ho. We're gonna laugh out loud at the great big crowd. We're gonna praise the Lord. Climb aboard for The Slugs and Bugs Show. Randall Goodgame and his creative team designed this show to be both entertaining, but also to point kids and grown kids to Jesus. 
And oh, how our children need to hear the gospel truth today in a way they can understand. We have the entire 13-episode collection of the Slugs and Bugs show for your minimum gift to Haven today. And if you'd just like to try out the first three episodes, we have that on a single DVD for your gift of any amount. You just need to call us after the program at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch samples from this fun show. See the puppets, hear the music, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you like us to send this directly to a child or a family in your life who lives somewhere else, just send us their name along with address, and we'll mail it straight to them with no extra shipping charges. Now I want us to open with a group called Sidewalk Prophets. If I rise, let me rise on you. Not on all of my successes. My esteem or my pursuits If I lose Let me lose my life Cause if I belong to Jesus The flesh is crucified For me to live is Christ For me to live is Christ For me to live is Christ To die is gain If I grow, let me grow in you. Wilt the seeds of wanting more, ripping pride out by the roots. And if I'm still, let me hear you speak. Not the tone of my transgressions, but the song of
Live as Christ with Sidewalk Prophets here in a haven today called a royal priesthood. I'm Charles Morris. Now I want us to leave the West Coast and I want to go to the southern United States. Let's go to Houston, central Houston, which has now become the hotspot in the United States for COVID-19. I want us to hear from the Spanish pastor of West University Baptist Church. They're near several universities and hospitals, and the congregation is made up of both English and Spanish speakers. Pastor Rick Vasquez, please share with us your observations about the pandemic from the viewpoint of your church. I've seen, um, I guess, a dichotomy of of, uh, fear of uh, people very, um, they're just not sure, uh, especially those who have children about uh, congregating and um, continuing in the fellowship of the the believers in person. It's an invisible enemy that has visible uh, impact. Um, And sometimes we take for granted what we don't see um, until we start experiencing what we do feel. And what we feel is the consequences, whether it's the economy or whether it's our loved ones getting sick or our personal personally getting sick or laid off of work and stuff like that. And it has impacted in a great deal. I deal a lot with the, uh, I guess, uh, the, the Hispanic sector, well, mm-hmm. people that work in homes and mm-hmm. mow lawns and, and, and do the restaurants and cleaning and stuff like that. And they've been impacted uh, in a big way because they're, you know, they're really the ones cleaning after everybody else does their thing. Yeah. It's killed people. It's crippled. It's hurt. Uh, and it's, it's just been, um, it's been heartbreaking. The elderly as well, you know, uh, a lot of shut-ins. We've, we've had to, uh, I've had to be more cautious and just call, do my pastoral touch with phone right. calls or Zoom calls, Bible yeah. studies via Zoom. Yes. It, it's been a change. We've, we've had to learn to adapt. And I think it's a church's great opportunity to model grace and to model courage. Pastor Rick, how have you seen the hand of Jesus on people around you in Houston in this pandemic? Well, I've seen people mobilized out of compassion for the hurting or the needy, people who've lost their jobs. We've been able to uh, mobilize. For example, we have a clinic called Buen Samaritano, and it's a free clinic practically that we provide free services for those that are indigent. I've seen the hand of Jesus on people who have become very generous um, to help support families, uh, help support um, people who lost their jobs, uh, people who uh, are needing food and and even shelter. I've seen this movement of generosity, but I've also seen this movement of prayer, a prayer among um, believers in in, in a new way, more See, one of the things is that we've been able now to be still for a moment. We're so busy with our agendas and our meetings, our work schedules, or our responsibilities. But now we can't really go out and engage all that. We have to stay home or work from home. So now we have to deal with ourselves and our families. Um, and that has been the hand of Jesus as well in the midst of this crisis because Christian families now look at each other, speak together pray together at a table, are able to be mom and dad instead of letting the schools just take care of them while they're out at work. Now they have to do this together as a team, as a family, as God originally intended. They have to 
uh, walk through conflict resolution in a fresh way. And that's been healthy. I've seen the hand of God restoring families and healing families and individuals whose priorities were their work and their retirement. Now it's their family and their grandchildren and their walk with Jesus. That's been very healthy. And I think that's been the hand of God, the hand of Jesus across Houston and in our local area here. Mm, that's great. Pastor Rick Vasquez, would you mind leading us in prayer right now from one of the hot spots of the COVID outbreak? Yes. Heavenly Father, um, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we know that we can trust you because you're the good shepherd. Your staff uh, leads us and comforts us. And we're not like others who have no hope. Our hope is in you. And you proved it with the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit within us. Uh, we pray that you would give people the courage uh, to trust you, uh, even though they cannot see uh, the, the, the coronavirus, they can see the effects of it. And even though we can't all see you, we see the effects of you and your hand. And so we ask that you would reveal your mighty works, that you would restore, that you would heal, that you would deliver, that you would do what you do best. Be God, be our Savior, and save us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and I'm so thankful that my brother in Christ, Pastor Rick Vasquez, was able to join us today. A royal priesthood. That's what we're calling our series this week. We're turning mainly to 1 Peter to see how the apostle was calling Christians to live in our world. And we see that he says we are to be priests, every believer, royal and holy priests, living as lights in a dark world. Let's listen to the words of Peter the Apostle to hear how we're called to be priests in this world as well. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. A holy priesthood, or a royal priesthood, this is how we should think about ourselves as believers in Christ. It's not something that we think about too often. Maybe it sounds a little foreign to our ears. What does it mean to be a priest? Well, part of that answer is what we just read. To be a priest is to be holy, set apart from this world, set apart for the Lord's glory. Listen once again to the end of that passage. It tells us why being a priest is so important. We offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Our prayers, our worship, they're a spiritual sacrifice to the Lord. When we intercede for one another, when we pray for our world, we're acting as priests. We're called to stand in the gap and offer spiritual sacrifices. But just like the priests in the Old Testament time, we're called to be holy. And Peter tells us this means at least three commitments. First, 
a commitment to put away sin. An Old Testament theologian once said, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. And when it comes to speaking about our world, so many of us are prone to sin. That's why Peter's list emphasizes how we treat others, put away malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. How many of us can say we've put all these away in how we speak of others and in how we pray for others? I can't. COVID-19 is just one example of how politicized our North American world has become. Malice, hypocrisy, and slander are all too common. And to our shame, Christians have jumped right in and followed suit. We're called to put these things away and to offer pure spiritual sacrifices to the Lord. But we can't just decide to put our sin away. That comes from a second commitment. Crave pure spiritual milk. That's how Peter describes the good news of salvation, how he describes our relationship to God's word. We'll never put away sin if we aren't craving the Lord's word like a newborn baby craves milk. And we only crave the Lord's word if we've tasted and seen that he is good. Have you done that? Have you tasted that the Lord is good to those who come to him by faith? How patient he is. How kind he is. How forgiving he is toward us who have no business standing before him that should make us crave his spiritual word more and more. If you've had children, you know what this is like. Newborns, they cry. And they only cry for two reasons. One, they need to be changed, or two, they're hungry. Well, Christians are called to be a royal priesthood, a holy priesthood. And that means we value the Lord and his word above our own ideas and our own righteousness. But where have we seen that the Lord is truly good? And that brings us to a third commitment that believers make. Those who are called priests, a holy and royal priesthood, have made a commitment to come to Jesus Christ by faith. That's what Peter is getting at in verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone, Jesus is the living stone. He was rejected and put to death, but by his resurrection, he became the cornerstone of his church. He's our faithful and most royal high priest. He went before his Father in heaven with our sins on his shoulders. He offered perfect prayers that we could never pray, and he's still praying present tense today, Scripture tells us, for you and for me. As we come to him, we're called to stand in the gap, to pray in behalf of a broken world. As we come to him, our sins are dealt with, forgiven at the foot of the cross, and we're given his spirit to empower us to live holy lives. As we come to him, we can taste and see that the Lord is good to sinners like us, so good that he's willing to come and die to save us. We're a holy and a royal priesthood. That is who we are. Believer, come to Christ once again. Cast yourself on him. Live your life for his glory in the light of his perfect and holy love. My eyes are on the cross where you gave it all. I worship you. I worship you. I see the one who saves the light of heaven's grace. I run to you. 
How he pronounces his last name, but he's in his 30s. He's born in Canada. A Christian brother in the Lord, Dan Bremnis, at your feet, I surrender. Here in a haven today in a program called A Royal Priesthood. Before we go, I want to encourage you to consider the children in your life. I said this already. So many of them are stuck at home this summer, no thanks to COVID. And instead of them watching countless hours of godless TV, why not send them the Slugs and Bugs show by Randall Goodgame? Randall is an award-winning musician who created the Sing the Bible music series that we've had on before. 
Now, along with the producer from VeggieTales, he's created a TV show that will instill biblical values and lead kids to Jesus. It has the charm of Mr. Rogers meets Sesame Street. I love to say that. But every episode is crafted to help kids better understand their need for the gospel. You can send them the complete 13-episode collection the entire first year for your minimum gift to help support us in these lean months of summer. Or we have the first three episodes on a single DVD for your gift of any amount. And if you'd like to have us send it directly to loved ones, just send us their name and address and we'll get it out directly to them. No shipping charges included. You just need to call us right now. And the number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch some of the video from The Slugs and Bugs Show the fun puppets, the sets, and all the action. Our website address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Don't forget, we still have the epic true life radio drama, The Life of Corey Ten Boom in World War II, The Hiding Place. Ask about that when you get in touch with us today. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story That's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What's keeping you from Jesus? What today is hindering your walk, your daily fellowship with Him? Habitual, unrepentant sin can certainly do that. But so can the busyness of life if you can't ever seem to find the time to read your Bible and devote yourself to prayer. But what if you're someone who has not yet committed your life to Jesus? What is keeping you from Him? Is it pride? Skepticism? Apathy? Perhaps the fear that somehow your sins are so bad that they're unforgivable? Well, whatever the case may be, let me echo what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Get daily hope in God's word with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.